Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Business of Design. I'm so glad you're willing to take this time right in the middle of the holidays, perhaps, to listen to this episode, part two, a continuation of a conversation we started last week with interior design professional Mary Lou Sobel from Sydney, Australia. Man, oh man, you got to check out her website. She does some spectacular work. MaryLouSobel.com.au. Don't worry if you're driving all of this information is in the show notes. She's also on Facebook, Mary Lou Sobel Interior Design, and of course, Insta, Mary Lou underscore Sobel underscore Interior underscore Design. Mary Lou is an established designer. She has clients that she's done multiple projects for. I know she was telling me about one that she's done four projects for. She's also a recognized expert in Australia and has been a past winner of the top 50 rooms honors by Australian Home and Garden Magazine. She's been in lots of publications. This is a big one though. Her work was included in the book Interior Design Review by Andrew Martin. So I love that even though she's established and has an amazing thriving business, she's still working on her business and growing her expertise, and adding new processes and systems to the one she already has. And so this part two conversation, a continuation we started in episode 144, I've Got Questions, is Mary Lou just clarifying some stuff she's been thinking about. And that's good for all of us, right? Like, hey, I've been thinking about this issue lately. Maybe I'm off the beam a little bit here. Let's have a conversation about it. In episode 144, we spent some time talking about a podcast we did recently with Tim Williams, a really smart guy I will be doing some future coaching with. And we just talked about the difficulty in translating what Tim's expertise is and his wheelhouse of advertising, marketing, and branding into our world of interior design. So Mary Lou had questions about flat fees versus hourly fees, and we both agree that when you're working on an hourly fee contract, the risk is on the client that you will overcharge them. But when you're working on a flat fee contract or a value-based fee contract, you absorb all the risk, and therefore you must make a premium on those jobs so you don't get hurt. Easier said than done, though. There's the rub, right? We talked about the fact that some people like hourly fees, some like flat fees, but some, those who can't make swift decisions, must always be directed to an hourly fee contract because you will have a hard time reining them in with a flat fee contract. And then in episode 144, we talked about the generalist versus the specialist, and we're going to pick that conversation up in episode 145. The bottom line, though, is there really aren't any shortcuts. And so no matter how long you've been doing it, no matter how successful you are, you're probably going to be like Mary Lou and like me and continue to work on your business to fine tune things, become more profitable, and ultimately to satisfy more clients more often. At the end of this episode, Mary Lou gives us a great idea, a great technique for connecting and staying connected to clients or reconnecting with clients you haven't worked with in a while. So I love what's going to happen on the show. 
Hey, Cheryl. So Christmas was amazing. It was busy. It went by too fast. It always goes by too fast. I know. I know. Now, actually, I really look forward to New Year's. We have the same group of friends we do something with every year, and it's such a special time. I love it. I love it. So that's coming up. But before New Year's happens, there's still time to get your Business of Design conference ticket. So it's a write-off for 2019 a write-off in 2019, and the very best year you have ever had in 2020. Yes, so conference tickets are $13.95, January 25th and 26th, but make sure you're also booking your hotels and flights and everything now as well, because those are write-offs as well. It's to go to the conference. All right, everybody, Happy New Year. Cheryl, what do you do for New Year's with the little ones? You know what? We go to my mom's house and we do a fondue. That's what we always did growing up because it's like a three-hour meal. Um, And we stopped doing it for a while when my sister and I got older and everything. But now that we all have uh, kids and we're, you know, a little more low-key and everything, uh, for the last few years, we've we've been doing the fondue. So the three-hour meal and then we do a little countdown with the kids at like 10 (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, and everybody's in a cheese comatose. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, say hi to the family. I will. I will. Happy New Year. You too. This episode of your favorite podcast, Business of Design, is brought to you by our friends at Build Lane. Build Lane is an amazing app that allows you, the hardworking interior design professional, to produce quality custom furniture from the comfort of your own office. It sounds easy because it is easy. Yes, you may have heard me speak about Build Lane before. It has been an amazing experience to work with them. So we were really happy when they decided to return as an exclusive sponsor of Business of Design podcast. There are a number of reasons I love working with Build Lane, including the fact that the lead times are short, they remind me to pay attention to the details, and they produce quality custom furniture my clients will love while still allowing me to be profitable. That's important to me in my business, and I know it's important to you as well. Right now, you can get yourself a free account at Build Lane, and you'll be immediately eligible to take $250 off your first purchase. Not bad. What are you waiting for? Go to businessofdesign.com and click on the Build Lane ad or go directly to buildlane.com backslash BOD. You'll be glad you did. And thank you, Build Lane, for your continued support of Business of Design and the important work we do here and for servicing this incredible community of hardworking professional interior designers. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too.
I could have narrowed my focus 15 years ago. I just didn't know I could. Mm-hmm. And I will take a small job. I will take a tiny, in fact, I shared about the screen porch. We had one of the clients in the country say, I just need a new screen porch. I knew she was my ideal client. I knew that the whole house needed to be renovated. And so I showed up for a consultation just on a screen porch and it turned into half a house. And then now we're doing all the landscaping for the property and the rest of the house will do following the landscaping. So it it's for me, it wasn't so much about the size of the job as it was is that my ideal customer? Yeah, amazing. I know that's, that that um, has happened to me as well. I think you have to kind of have a really strong intuition about, you know, that project when somebody says, can you please just do the front porch and then you end up with yeah. the whole house. Well, a strong intuition and a really good qualifying call. The person who answers your phone or if it's you when you're interviewing that new client or potential client, the questions need to be very targeted so you get at the important information, right? Yeah. Um, Kimberly, what happens, you know, when a client comes to you and says, I want you to, you know, do that porch or whatever it is, and they say, but I just would like you to give me an idea of what it's going to look like. Um, you know, it could be a hand sketch on a plan. I don't want to go through the, in the beginning, the, you know, your fees, your contract, um, what, you know, can I just pay you a small amount to just do like some hand drawings? Do you find yourself being, I don't want to say less rigid, I don't want to use the word rigid, but do you say to the client, no, this is how we work. You want to work with me, this is how we work. You, you know, you come into my shop as, as it were, or would you say in some instances to that person, yes, we can do that because you know it's going to lead you into a job? So let me answer your question by asking you this. I am a surgeon. I'm a knee surgeon. And you mm-hmm. need to have a new knee. And you come to me for the consultation. And you say, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I want to go to you. Um, until I know exactly what my new knee is going to look like. And I want Mm -hmm. you to do a hand sketch of Mm -hmm. what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Is that surgeon going to drop everything and and (laughs) render your knee to show you where the scar is? No, you're going to follow that person's process because that person has done knee surgeries before and you haven't. And so what I need to be able to do in that moment is diplomatically say to the customer, I've been in business for 25 plus years. I have a 15 step project management strategy that I don't deviate from because it has proven to be the most effective, efficient way to satisfy my customers every Mm -hmm. single time. And so if we decide we're going to work together, there is a process. I don't want to rob you of the opportunity to enjoy the entire process. And what you're really vying for at that moment is not, you don't want to win the battle and lose the war. This is the, it is the war, right? You're, what you're saying is I'm the expert. Either I'm the expert or you're the expert. If I'm the expert, we're going to do it my way. And if you can't agree that I'm the expert at this stage, can you imagine working with that person later down the road? Yeah. Right? They're going to be trying to tell you how to do everything. So, you know, no, respectfully, that's not how we're going to work. And then at that point, 100%, I know I would say, we may not be the right firm for you. 
And then, mm-hmm. I mean, man, oh man, if history is any indication of what's going to happen next, what happens next is the client will say, oh, no, 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 it's fine. I'm happy to do it your way, right? The minute yeah. you try to say, no, I don't think we're good for you, just watch how fast they try to convince you you are in, in most well, cases. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I, I get that. Makes a lot of sense. Well, and the other thing is we say to the clients, I won't deviate from the process because I know it works on your behalf. And I won't deviate from the process of renovating your house either. I won't mm-hmm. take shortcuts. I won't mm-hmm. cut corners to save time. I'll, I'll have the same rigor around every single person who comes into your home providing you with excellent work. Mm-hmm. I mean, who could really argue with that, right? Absolutely. Nobody yeah. Was there anything so, else about the Tim Williams call that you that you wanted to ask, or did you get it all answered? Um, no, I just found, you know, like the other thing he said, magic versus logic, where he says the magic is like the design process and the logic is the management behind it. Um, I just like the way he defines things, you know. it's. I would agree that the everything we do before the presentation in terms of setting the style, the tone, the selections, the sourcing, all of that Mm -hmm. is the magic and we should be charging a premium. The problem is when it comes time to give the client that flat fee, Mm -hmm. most people will choke and therefore not only are they not charging a premium, they're undercharging. Mm -hmm. There's a huge faction of designers, professional designers, who have a fee per room that they use. And mm-hmm. those fees are so low, you could weep. I know. I've tried that as well, Kimberly. I've done a, um, a room rate, and they're very low. Because when I, I recently we completed a project where we um, were asked to do a living and dining room and an outdoor patio Um, and pool area so effectively that's three spaces Um, or you could call them three rooms if I had applied my room rule I would be in serious trouble what would your room rule have been tell me what it tell me what it was okay so it would have been around um, seven thousand dollars for a living room around the same for a dining room a kitchen could be anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five thousand. This is Australian dollars, um, depending on the design of the kitchen and the, um, you know, the, the detailing that that kitchen required. A bedroom could be around four thousand um, dollars. A bathroom could be around seven to ten. Um, yeah, it just like the three rooms that I've recently completed, I think if I had charged $21,000 as a fee to design, procure and project manage, it would be disastrous. Okay, so can I tell you that your rates are so much higher than most people's rates. So right now someone's driving listening to this podcast, and they have just pulled over to the side and they are sweating and wanting to throw up because often the room rates I hear are $3,500 for a living room, $5,000 for a kitchen, 
$2,000 uh, for a bedroom. And so they end up with a $10,000 job that takes a year of their yeah, life. Yeah. And a client who just runs them ragged. And so I'm begging you if, you, if you hear a coach tell you to charge a room fee, I'm begging you to just stand up and leave. Find somebody new to talk to. It's just no way to work. There's just oh. not a one-size-fits-all model. And the truth is, if I had to just do a living room, only a living room, a living room with lots of detail, beautiful fireplace. Maybe we're going to do built-ins. We're changing the flooring, like a very extensive living room. I would have to charge $60,000 because I know it's going to be 10 months out of my life. And it's not easy to have the courage to say it'll be $60,000. It's just not easy. And hourly fees will save you from that. So it's not that I'm saying don't do hourly fees. I mean, don't do value-based fees. Absolutely. If you're ready, let's do it. But let us help you decide if you're ready or not. And and Mm -hmm. I can do that very quickly. There's just some questions I can ask you. And to uncover your level of competence, your level of skill at pricing, all that kind of stuff. And if, if you can't get, if you can't convince me to spend that money, you're not going to be able to convince a client to do it, right? So one of the things we're going to do at the conference, actually, I just got off the the phone with one of my coaches. Yeah. We're trying to come up with a way to know whether or not you're ready with value, ba- ready for value based fees. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just a checklist. You're ready for value-based fees if you do the following three, four things. And you are not ready if any of these apply. So just don't do it yet. We can get you ready, but just don't do it yet. Yeah. And those room-by-room fees are disastrous. And it's, I mean, just imagine, even if you just did a bedroom, let's say your bedroom fee was $4,000, Mary Lou, how long is it yeah. going to take you to do a bedroom from start to finish? More than $4,000. Yeah. But in terms of a timeline, I mean, is it going to be a job that's going to be done in a week? It's not, I I can't put a time on it exactly, but I do know it's not going to take me as long as doing a living room. No, for sure. But let's say you're going to replace, let's say you're going to replace the carpeting or replace a wood floor. You need a painter, you need electrician. You need to, you mean how much in time is it going to take? Yeah. I'm not only me designing, but the person, the the trade. Start to finish. Yeah, no, that could take a couple of months. Oh my gosh, so. I, I couldn't do a bedroom in two months that required new carpeting and paint oh. on the walls and an electrician. Yeah. I'm going to say at least yeah. five months because you, first of all, you have to find out what you're going to do. Then you have to order it. You have to then wait for however long until it arrives because things are never in stock anymore where you live. They're somewhere else. So then they have to arrive into your city and then you have to make sure the trades are available. And of course, they're not available this month. They're available the next Uh, month, right? So I I don't think we could do a bedroom for less than five months unless it was just new bedding, you know, fine. So $4,000, five months of your life. I mean, honestly, do the math. It just, it just doesn't work. So I hope that this public service message reaching every design professional is heard and felt no more room fees. That's just bad, bad, bad. (laughs) I know, you know, it's, it's one thing valuing ourselves, but I think it's another thing for the client or clients to value a designer 
I often think that we are undervalued as a profession because people want the help, obviously. They're doing their home or their office or whatever it is, and they want the help. Um, some of them think that they are designers and decorators themselves. Right. So they think that we can just facilitate, you know, their ideas. Um, but the, the thing is that, you know, I've been at a client, not a client that went ahead, but sh I had an interview with clients and they said to me, I, sa I said to them, what is your budget for this project? And they gave me a number and I said, does, have you thought about it? Is, does that include my fee? the fee for the designer. And they looked at me gobsmacked. It's like in their heads, they had, I think they said something like $200,000 to do what they wanted to do. They hadn't considered past the renovation. They hadn't thought, oh, we need to consider that the designer gets a fee or get some money for this. Yeah, so probably the number was too low anyway without your fees. But in future, if I if I can make a suggestion, I wouldn't yes. ever ask a client, does that include fees? I would say, so that's what you want to spend. And naturally, that does not include fees, taxes, shipping, freight, customs, etc. Like yes. I would right away put it out there that... You know, because they're not thinking of those things either. Movers, I mean, movers are thousands and thousands of dollars to get an installation done. So always position it so that it, you know, even if it's a big number, say, obviously, that obviously that isn't going to include the following, you know, multi-thousand dollar ask. Mm -hmm. um, never ask them if fees are included. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're just not. Mary Lou, this was a really good conversation, and I'm so glad you reached out because other people were confused as well. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should charge hourly. I don't know if I should charge a flat fee. And the bottom line is it doesn't really matter which way you go. You're going to need all the tools at your disposal. Confidence galore, a good yes. quality qualifying conversation, right? A really strong qualifying conversation. Um, the mm -hmm. ability to ask for and get big dollars because it is going to be an expensive process. So let's all stop telling clients they can afford it. Everyone can afford a designer. No, they can't. And so let's stop that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then, uh, of course, you're going to have to, whichever contract you use, you're going to have to deliver. You're going to have to deliver deliver excellent value uh, and service to the customer. So there's really not a shortcut. Oh, bad news, right? You know, right before the holidays, bad news. Yeah, bad news. I actually recently sent out a survey, Kimberly, um, to past and present clients, as well as to the clients who I called potential clients. I know you say there isn't such a thing as a potential client. They are your clients if you go to the meeting. <laughs> I haven't yet established, I haven't learned how you do that, Kimberly, but anyhow. Um, so I, I sent two different surveys. So the ones to the people that didn't end up um, using me and only one person replied to that one. And she actually said that she regrets not using me because I had told her at the time what it would cost for her to renovate her apartment and furnish it. And she didn't believe me. She thought I was wrong. And she subsequently discovered I wasn't wrong. And so she regrets terribly that she didn't use me. Oh. And then out of the others that I sent out, um, eight, probably eight out of 15 or 14 people responded. 
And they said actually the most amazing things. So it was really good to get the feedback. Two people said something about fees that, of course, we had to take on board, but it's what we've just discussed. So two of them said that, well, the one didn't like the fact that she was paying every month um, and she didn't know when it was going to end. So she found that difficult. She would have liked more clarity on that, you know, right from the start, or maybe like a monthly um, recap of where we were going. And the other person said that I doubled the, um, the budget. Um, and it wasn't really that I doubled the budget. It's that when she told me at the beginning that she had X to spend, I said, that won't cover what you want me to right. do. <laughs> in the end they did spend double but it wasn't like I don't think I doubled the budget I think that I was honest and they didn't want to hear it yeah but I don't we're know. not that powerful people we we don't double budgets no we can't force like, we do not hold up a gun and say you're going to spend three times that or I'm out of here and you're you're not going to walk out alive no we don't yeah. we don't do anything like that so that's interesting she's she may have a victim's mentality you know, she can't own yeah. responsibility for that. Yeah. So that's interesting. But how wise you are for doing the survey. What a great way to reconnect with past and present clients. I love that idea. And I gave a present away as an incentive because I thought, what is going to get these people to answer? Because we all hate filling out surveys. Yes. What was the present? Is actually a bracelet with um, semi-precious stones and a few diamonds in it as well which I got from my husband, who's a wholesaler. Wow. So you're going to give away a single gift, a kind of a raffle, and one person's going to win it. That's smart. I love that. So, yes, the, the client who won that is away at the moment. She, when she gets back, um, I'll be calling her up to tell her that she's won that. That's Great. so fabulous. What a great idea. I feel guilty now even asking you for design intervention because you just gave us a great one. Like, get those surveys going, everybody. But, you know, we do like to end every episode with design intervention. What comes to mind? Okay, what comes to mind is that question of um, what was the best piece of advice that was ever given to me in design, and it was to employ staff even if you can't afford to. Why? And because it helps grow your business in such a strange way, but it actually does. So um, I put a lot of systems into place like over the last couple of years. Plus, I have two full-time senior designers, um, a bookkeeper. You know, instead of wearing every single hat myself, which is impossible and very stressful, um, I have delegated as much as I can. And I plan to delegate a bit more next year um, so that I don't have to wear some of the hats I'm still wearing. Um, because as a designer, I'd like to concentrate on designing, but I feel like I do that the least yes. in my business. You do because it's 80% business and 20% creative. So you you do. Uh, but the, the beautiful thing is the 80% can be outsourced. Yes, it can. Yeah. Be outsourced. I'm so happy to reconnect with you. Did you know I'm coming back to Australia? When are you coming, Kimberly? September. I think I Next September. September 2020 with Andrew is doing a retreat at Byron Bay. And we'll give you information about that in the new year. 
Uh, but I plan to be spending a few days in Sydney, so I'd love to reach out and go for coffee again. I can't remember where we went, but it was a cute little, we were in Spicer's Point, right? Spicer's Pot Point? Spicer's Street in Potts Point. In Potts Point, yeah. Oh, I love it there. I'm going to stay exactly there again. We stayed at the most adorable hotel last time. I think it was called Spicer's Pot. Was it? I can't remember the name, but I know oh, that it's I can. so cute. Kind of like yeah. colonial shutters on the outside, modern on the inside. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Little area there. Oh, yeah. Divine. Victoria. Exactly. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you so much. It was awesome to spend time with you. Thanks, Kimberly. I've really appreciated it. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.